Hey there, welcome to this Ocean Life podcast, episode number 92. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. In today's episode, I speak with a good friend and legend in the water, Pat Shaughnessy, world-class big wave surfer and prone board paddler. Pat takes us through the past few years of focusing his summers on lifeguarding at Santa Cruz beaches and competing in both the Catalina Classic and Molokai Tuwahu paddleboard races with stories of dealing with the physical mental challenges of those long distance events. Now Pat takes us through his winters and the evolution of his surfing from competitive shortboarding in his early, early teens to following his sister Savannah to Mavericks for his first big wave introduction. We hear of Pat taking a cautious first few years at Mavericks before things clicking for him, stepping up his surfing to find his love for big waves and being invited to compete in the three recent Mavericks contests. Pat talks about his crew in the lineup, continued inspiration from his sister in big waves, no leash days at Puerto Escondido, and spending time to help the next generation find their stoke for big waves. A lot of good stuff from a guy in the water pushing it whether it's lying down, paddling 32 miles, or standing up on a 32-footer. A lot of fun stuff here. So thanks for being here and supporting the podcast. Thanks also for minimizing our use of plastics, right? Hope you're getting in the water having some fun. Let's get into the ocean life of Pat Shaughnessy. So, Pat, it's it's cool. Like, I got it has been really fun um, preparing to chat with you because I know you personally. Yeah. And just had a great session um, with Tyler Conroy, a good friend of yours, your brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, yeah. You maverick buddy, surfing. like it's So it was really cool to speak with you after I chatted with him. I followed with him yesterday. We talked a little bit. But as I was thinking about, and I had my notes and everything, thinking about you, it was like, first thing that pops out, I was like, okay, it's Mavericks and winter. And that's a bit, winters are a big thing for you. But then I was just thinking, dude, like, summers are also a big thing for you you know which is pretty rad man like you balance the year out pretty gnarly like summers being paddling man yeah and you just finished up catalina classic a long distance paddle you finished after about a month after molokai to wahoo another long distance paddle so let's start with catalina man okay how'd that go for you what was the race like how's the course uh the race went all right um it's a long race and it was a long season training for molokai and then doing that and getting kind of beat up and then it's you know it's four weeks feels really short after it's a long time but it feels feels short so by the time we got there it was kind of ready but hadn't paddled all that much um because you were tired or just recovering from molokai or just yeah, the motivation's pretty low. Yeah, after all, totally. <laughs> you don't want to see your paddleboard for a while. Yeah, if you gotta force <laughs> yourself just to do a few. You're not really gonna get in better yeah. or worse shape, but just to loosen up a little bit. Right. So, yeah, the course is kind of straightforward. It's just straight line. Yeah. It was glassy. It was overcast for the start, which is like the two best conditions you have. Right. It was almost record breaking. Yeah. Um, for Max first, almost broke the records. The conditions conditions were good. I think if the tide was going the other way, the tide was flowing out when we got to Palos Verdes Point, it was going in. Yep. He probably got it. You think so? Yeah. And you had a sick time, five hours, 34 minutes. Yeah. Two. That's, is that your best time you've had? Uh, you know, I actually kind of regressed. Last year, I got 526 or something. Last year was, so that was, so last year, so this year being 2019, so 2018. Yeah. Was that that horrific year? No, no. Okay. That was uh, that was like five years ago now. 
Okay, that was gosh, the first was time. It? That was the first time I did it. Yes, five, this was, was my just, fifth time just flying. Horrible. God, yeah. five times now. Gee, so how does this year compare to like years past in terms of not so much the conditions on the course, but like you do anything multiple times, you start getting better at it, especially these races, logistics, just hydration, understanding the course, knowing when to go hard, knowing what to expect from the water. Like how was it after five years of Catalina? Um, it was good. I mean, my favorite part of the race is the first like couple miles. You start at 6 a.m. It's still, it's, you know, it's getting to be, the sun's still down. You're lined up with a hundred, like 105 people. And you're basically looking for holes in, in like, you know, hundreds of yachts and sailboats. To get through that first part. To just part. get through. So everyone kind of takes off way too hard. It's really <laughs> funny, like sprinting and looking for holes and shooting through the boats. Um, and that's where like the line of people kind of starts, you know. It's tough because you just woke up at four to get some food down. Yeah. And then you start sprinting the miles. The first few miles go by really fast. Not in like, not a full lose your whole stomach way, but like miles like three and seven, I puked up part of my breakfast. And really? Because you're just, so just amped up and like, yeah, the whole just thing, the kinda? whole thing's weird getting yeah. up that early and just yeah. full sprint at 6 a.m. Right, that is, yeah. And then as the pack spreads this year, I just kind of kept losing people. They, the pace was, was so fast. I think I was doing right. like hovering around or a little over nine and a half minute miles. Wow. And just losing sight of really of the front guys yeah. yeah and then just kind of ended up alone which is cool in a way because yeah. you kind of it was so nice out you can kind of just be with your crew on the boat i was with um really good kyla my girlfriend yeah donnie suther who's i've done it with for the fourth time now oh, as the cool. captain um and a lady named cam and her uh boyfriend john so it was cool just to Rad. be out there with them but it's hard to keep your pace up yeah. when you're not next to someone else. Right. Who's helping you keep it up? Either yeah. who's behind you, who's pushing you, threatening you, or somebody who's right in front of you who you want to try to catch. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of just look at the watch, trying to get a pace and yeah. and settle into it. And it was, you know, five hours a long time. So, yeah. yeah. Dude, for sure. So after five years, what I'm curious about is like you start training for your summer paddle events, Molokai and Catalina, like kind of what April-ish and really start yeah you kind of get ready right because then we have the downwinder here which is a legit one and that's yeah. kind of like from there you're just you're pretty much fully focused but you hit Molokai and you're done and you, that's a taxing event and then you're like don't really want to look at your paddleboard for a couple weeks and you're so but you have to get on it a few times to support <laughs> yeah. yourself like you said to do Catalina so yeah. how do you kind of after five years of doing that Molokai and then Catalina 30 days apart give or take how do you keep yourself mentally just like in the game and willing to do that? I mean, I like doing Catalina. The crew down there like reminds me a lot of, of you guys, the Ghost Riders. It's a cool group oh, of people. Cool. It's like the race has a lot of history. It's it's super competitive for the top few people. Yep. And then, you know, a lot of the people are just kind of, they do it every year. They yeah. do it because they love doing it. So it's definitely wanted to do that. Um, and this is only the second time I've done both. So I did oh, Molokai twice. Okay. So it felt That's pretty right. new to do yeah. both of them in a row. It was like a little bit, you're kind of burnt out after that. Yeah. Not before Catalina, but after it was. Right. You're pretty paddled out by the end. Right. You're ready to go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You're like, hey, get this yeah. big, giant, long log away yeah. from me. Give me yeah. my 6 yeah, 0. So Catalina is like, it's more flat water ish most of the time. Sometimes it can be bumpy and weird, but it's all, it's, it's long distance wise. 
comparable to Molokai to Oahu. Yeah. But it's very different. So then take us to Molokai to Oahu this year in that course, which was also insanely good for most people. You know, some people had some really weird problems at the end. But take us through that for you this year doing Molokai. Yeah, the, uh, the conditions were really good. It was record-breaking for, um, I don't know how many, I know it was for prone, unlimited, and stock. I don't remember all the records, but the conditions were good. Really? It was pretty cool. I felt lucky to be there Yeah. when the conditions were that good. Like, this is the like I, the second time I did it, and I, I really prepared a lot in terms of just paddling a lot beforehand and doing workouts, and um, we didn't really get that much wind this summer. You, no. The downwinder was on, you know, it's still the wrong way. Yeah, was... June was like that weird yeah. glassy west no. wind, so yeah. I did a lot of flat water paddling, not yep. that many downwinders. Right. Um, so did you feel like out of, not shape, but kind of off, you weren't, were you, did you feel tuned in to the bump you were getting on Molokai, even though you didn't get a lot here in Santa Cruz before? Um, it's a little, it's a little different there because the, the, you know, the winds going one way and then the primary wind swells kind of going at like a more of a north to south and the smaller, you know, you've, yeah. you've been out there. It's kind of that classic, like right. the wind bumps going one way yep. and the bigger bumps kind of going the other way. So it was a learning curve. I guess that's the way mm. to put it. Trying to figure it out in the beginning and middle of the channel, it's pretty, you know, you yeah. can key into it. Yeah. Not as much as like the top paddlers were, but right. got, got some good moments. And then towards the end, when it got sloshier, it was like, really, I struggled. It was really tough. Yeah. So did you get caught in that like weird wind at the very end? Kind of. I saw, you know, I saw people passing me, like they were putting in less effort. I think it was a combination of poor it was more of a technique thing mm. really on that big of a board at an 18.3 oh, I think wow. you just gotta be knee paddling yeah. just to get that acceleration yeah. like quick acceleration the stock you know stock guys and girls seem like uh, they can get away with a little more on right. their belly right. but with that much board it seems like you really need the yeah. the powerful dig. stroke of the yeah that, that dig so. yeah so you did it this year 2019 so you did not do it in 2018 no, it was 2017. Because okay. I remember when we were all there together, when I did the team with Josh Ryan, I remember you were there. Yes. That was yeah. your, okay, that okay. Was got it. For some reason, I think you did last year too. No. Got it, got it. So then comparing like your first year in 2017 to this year, 2019, like the first year for anybody is like a huge, steep learning curve. Yeah. Because you don't really know anything <laughs> about it until you do it. You know, you could hear stories, but until you actually go across that water and get your ass handed to you mentally yeah. and physically, you don't know. But what did you take? Were you able to leverage any learnings or experiences from 2017 this year, whether it was logistics or hydration or a place to stay on the island? Cause it all factors together into a big giant, like <laughs> hassle. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you know, we're going to trade back boards and everything. It's, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. I think what you eat and, and drink and how often and all that stuff like makes a huge difference. Just just downwinding in general, the first time I did it, like the whole paddle thing was pretty new and the yeah. using unlimited board was pretty new. Doing more knee paddling, kind of figuring that out. Just the training. It's all like what yeah. you put into it is what you get out of it. Yeah. The first time I didn't I didn't get as much training in for sure. Right. Yeah. So but but race day itself, after you'd already crossed the channel once two years prior, this year did you have a different kind of strategy or game plan or just even mental space? Yeah, it still feel, still felt like a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a game plan. 
Um, I kind of wanted to see, you know, it plot, plotted out a line with Al Ramadan. Yeah. Because he's done all the uh, America's Cup sailboat racing. Oh, across like, there? Uh, not in that channel, but, okay. but around the world. He's, yeah. He's got it so dialed in. So we, right. got, we plotted this line, and my, my kind of game plan was to see if I could stick with the top paddlers and then fall back on hitting that line that kind of just oh, went wow. with the currents and the winds a little bit. Wow. And then just right off the island started getting smoked by the top guys. They're really? Going, yeah, yeah. They were moving. They were moving fast. And then fell into that line. And we kind of nailed the game plan, which so, was cool. So you stuck to it. That's good. We stuck to it. Yeah. And I think, in hindsight, it, it seems like just rum line, just the, the straightest Straight line possible is probably the way to go. Yeah. But in terms of, like, gives you confidence when you're feeling down, when you have the plan and you're sticking to That's it. true, it's man. Well. Yeah. I know. It's funny. It's like... Uh, the solo time I did it, I had no idea. And like somebody said, "Oh, just do this," and my boat guy's like, "Well, we should do this." I'm like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." Because you're just paddling, and my buddy on the boat I had no idea. We're just like, whatever. And then, <laughs> yeah. but that uncertainty gets in your head. Yeah. And there's enough like shit going on in your head. You don't need oh, the uncertainty yeah. of your line, you know. <laughs> then the, when we did it again, the team with Josh Ryan, we had a line, but we. Even with the team, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I have a lot more time to think and kind of strategize and check with the boat, look at your line, look at the GPS, but you're still, it's like, we just still kind of got off course and like let us let ourselves get off course. And then once you realize we're off course, we're like, fuck. Yeah, you're just struggling to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you know, it's just a, it's classic, man. So then each, so this year, how about your support group? So Kyla came out with you? Yeah. Yeah, girlfriend, swimming bottles out in the water, how cool. So cool, yeah. yeah. So that was a highlight, definitely doing that whole trip with her. Yeah, when you're, that's the best. When yeah. you're just kind of struggling Dude. and tired and you, you know, you still have like some, you know, 10 miles left or something to be able to see, it, you know. Yeah, a big smile or a big something smile, to give vibes. you a boost. And then I've met, uh, I've kind of had, you know, developed this cool relationship with a uh, lady named Joan Brosie mm-hmm. and she's like a long time right. paddler I think she's got like right. an unlimited record for Catalina and I got linked up with her like four years ago and she's been doing the Catalinas with me oh, that's and cool, then man. she she didn't make it out this year there but her, one of her best friends is Shannon Delaney yep. who does the yep. does Molokai yeah. so she came out to help out there and then did the crossing with Kyle and I Cool. and that was, that was awesome because she's I mean, as soon as you start slowing down, she's yelling at me. She's on you. Yeah, right. she's on right. you. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, so special doing with her. And then our, our crew, a guy named Wade Nakai and his uh, girlfriend, Shelly, and they were super badass. Rad. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah it's so. cool. What about, like, the mental part? Like, I ask everybody this, and folks listening, they're like, hey, here we go again. But I am so fascinated because I love to hear the mental challenges that we all face have faced in the Kaivi channel and what what were yours and when would you say hey, so first what part of the race did you start getting a little bit like if at all maybe you just blew through it and you're happy and cool the whole time <laughs> no, but what what this year when did if when did you hit like a mental wall and what was kind of going on in your head you know um that's well the start of the race when you put that much into something with an expectation of like a certain result mm. i want to do really well and just to get right off the island, the morning's just getting going, and you're getting, you're waxed. People are taking off. Totally. So first, you're like, like, okay, like, <laughs> hit the reset button, 
So right off the bat, the you're like, dude, these guys are smoking me already. <laughs> we're like, a, we're like ten minutes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, okay, that was an interesting start. Um, and then it is. I mean, we paddled. It's fun. So if the conditions were good. And yeah. You start getting some bump, and you kind of, you know, for the first, I don't know how many miles before it starts getting uncomfortable. It's pretty fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're down and paddling. Yeah. You're so, enjoying it, the whole <laughs> yeah. experience, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you kind of space out and ride some waves, yeah. and then as soon as it started getting more mixed up, probably like ten miles off the island, maybe yeah. twelve, I stopped being able to catch the bump on my stomach, and then when I was getting to my knees, I was starting to get dizzy. Oh wow, really? A little bit. I yeah. mean, I still felt strong, but just yeah. to be up on the knees and that kind of slosh, it oh, felt man. a little dizzy, but not, yeah. you know, not too bad of a way. But just, but just distracting. Was, yeah, so I was mostly prone and just getting passed by yeah, people. Yeah, right. And not catching anything. Like you, you sprint, you sprint, and it just rolls under yeah. you. And that's like, it's you know, you're, it's you're so not disheartening. It's not, yeah, disheartening. It's like <laughs> getting kicked while you're down. <laughs> So you gotta just, I just tell myself I could do it all day. Yeah. Well, you could like, realistically you probably could. Yeah. And it's the only like way to stay kind of positive. That's right. If you get upset with this or that, you're just, yeah, you know, I just tell myself I could, you know, put the head down, don't even look at the destination. I could just go. I could go all day. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not that's true, that's what I, yeah. that's how I try and spin it. And yeah. uh, you do eventually get to the finish line. Yeah. So. I agree with that actually, yeah. philosophy. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the neat things. I mean, the things you take away from events like that where you push yourself, like mentally and physically, you don't really, you might not know what you came away with until years later. One of the things with me in that race, yeah, in 2011, a long time ago, was just like, I just realized that like my mind is so much weaker than my body. Your body's a machine. Just yeah. give it stuff. Yeah. Give it what it needs and it'll just keep going. It's your mind that thinks. And, and that was when I finished that thing and I felt good. I was like, oh, it's so awesome. I look back, I'm like, God, I'm such a mental midget. I thought I'd be the other <laughs> yeah, way around. Like, am I in shape? Am I, no, do I do have cardio and on my shoulders? And dude, your body's just, yeah. it's like a freaking car. Put gas in it, turn it on. Totally. And go. It'll go for a long freaking time. Keep putting stuff in it, you know. But So true. It, even now today, you know, like that horrific downwinder we did in Davenport. Yeah. South wind, it was horrific, and I just thought, you know what, this sucks, but just keep paddling. You're going to make it. And yeah. just other, like, mountain bike rides or swims in the ocean, like, dude, just, you're going to make it. Just keep going. You know you'll get there. You so, always make it, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a neat, you get to take away things like that from those gnarly events you put yourself through. Yeah, my sister did Molokai a few years before I did, and she got to, uh, you know, she trained with Jeff Denholm, and, and she actually got to have, like, Chris Lietto. Have you heard of Chris? He's, like, an Iron Man. No. Do her boat stuff. Oh, wow. So she got all this cool insights. And what she came up with was basically, like, the top people are, like, a little crazy. Yeah. And here's it's that mental strength of just, you know, when you're hurting real bad, they just get even more pumped that's on That's right, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it fires them yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I don't know. Seems yeah. right. People who are winning these things are just something else. Yeah, there's something else, man. Yeah. No, I'm fascinated by the yeah. whole mental aspect of endurance sports. Really, it's it, it's cool. All right. So as you mentioned, like summers are a big thing for you. So are the winters. But one other thing about summer too, like here, back in Santa Cruz, kind of normal life. Like you're lifeguarding. You're down the beach, Santa Cruz City. So how was that this summer? I mean, like any big rescues, any weird challenges? I mean, we're we're at not thumping waves and the stretch of beach you're working, but maybe sometimes there are. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are every year like moments. Lifeguarding's 
been super fun. This is my third year doing it. Um, so I'm kind of new still. Yeah. It's pretty preventative. Just trying to, we're just kind of like making sure people have a good time. Yeah. Come down to the beach. Yeah. And there's, but there's always moments like every year there's, there's those, like you said, you know, rescue where someone really does kind of yeah. save something's going life, on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's always, that's a cool aspect of the job. Yeah. yeah. Just popped in my head and I, the Sacramento wetsuit. Coined by our yeah our good friend Steiny. Uh, was that a Steiny? Yeah. So this <laughs> blue jeans and a t-shirt jumping out, jumping in the water. Yeah. So when you're working the tower, I'm just curious, and this is totally a sidebar, and probably not even interesting to anybody else. But <laughs> are you like seeking like heat seeking in on those guys or gals who with who are like wearing jeans and like about to go out for a swim? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> yeah, you're just, I mean, it's like you're getting paid to people watch if you're up yeah. in the tower. You're like, and sometimes it's slow, you're counting boats, and right. um, you're, kind of, you're kind of looking for any kind of a red flag, and then that's, you know, that's cool. If, it's, if something seems off, yeah. you just, just go, run hey, down man. and say hi, and yeah. give them some good advice, and yeah. then hopefully that, you know, makes their day better. Yeah. All right, so now, summertime, let's switch over to the other season that you love, winter. Let's talk about this past winter. 2018, 2019, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you've been surfing Mavericks for a long time, but talk, the start would just ease us in by, how was this winter? Um, there were some good days. We had that week in December that was, yeah. like, that was pretty awesome. I think we surfed, we surfed it, like, every day for, like, four or five days in a row. Um, it wasn't, I think there weren't any waves in, like, after December. Really, yeah. Right? Just, like, like maybe, <laughs> maybe a couple swells, like, late season. Yeah. Which has happened before, you know, which is a little, you know, it's a little bit of a letdown, but overall, pretty stoked. We had some good days. That one day in December was, was huge, and you don't always get to surf days like that. So. Right. So is that the day you guys were out on the ski that you were telling me about Conroy's wave? Yeah. The big, the big one you got? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was awesome. Uh, yeah, we, get, we always try and get out there early, so it was, um, met up with Tyler and Aloe and um, we went out on the ski and we were, uh, hanging with another guy, Tom, who's, who's awesome. So we had two skis between, in uh, Will and Banks. So we had two skis between the five of us, but the deal was the Tyler and Tom were going to tow first thing and they just jumped on and it didn't look like there was much communication. They just went out and did this big U-turn into the first wave yeah. and it was a good call because it was, it got so crowded. Yeah. It got, it was chaotic. So they had this right. moment. Of there being one other team out but aloe and i couldn't really tell when they came in how big the wave was and it just you our bearings were all off so he's just starts coming down and it almost didn't look that big at first and then it started breaking like crumbling yeah we're like huh in a place where it's it weird. doesn't really ever break. <laughs> yeah it's not really like usually the wave's not usually you know crumbling and then it just it grew and we're just flat, almost it was almost comical it was so crazy looking and he he got to the bottom like we couldn't really tell but i think it must have been just he just had this you know so yeah. much speed and the thing just landed right on top of him dude it was it was nuts and seeing was, that like you're it was cool yeah yeah but also like seeing like your personal friend brother-in-law Tyler Conroy who we were talking about earlier like what goes through your mind I mean a guy you've surfed with out there for a long time seeing yeah. him take his donuts and vice versa yeah like but seeing something you're like whoa that thing that wave is different 
<laughs> you know, yeah, like, different in like not a good wave. way. Like it's a big wave. It's a big wave, and seeing yeah. him get just smoked. Like, were you like, oh, is there a period where you're just like on pins and needles waiting for him to pop up, or you're like, dude, he's good. I've seen him get drilled four thousand times. Like, what what goes uh, through we your were, mind? Um, we were kind of like, yeah initially like almost laughing like nervous laughter and then right. once he fell we were like uh yeah trying to turn the ski on like should we go yeah you know neither of us are that had that much experience sounds like a good day to get some ex- good week to get some experience doing water safety stuff but Al and I are looking at each other like should we turn this thing on and go yeah man uh Tom's Tom on picked it. him up right away yeah so you're like yeah, cool. popped up picked, yeah. so there was like you know 20 seconds of right. that nervous pins and needles. Yeah, yeah. So towing in general, I mean, so that day was like, what was it started with towing and then it turned into paddle on uh, that big day? Or was yeah. it all towing? Yeah, it started with yeah. towing in the morning and then once people paddled out, they kind of just stopped and the same guys yeah. that were towing just grabbed, grabbed the yeah. and paddled in. And paddled out. Yeah. yeah, so did you get a couple that day? Like anything memorable like versus uh, the years you've had up there and waves and swells, anything special? No, I got. Away. I think anything you catch that day. Yeah. I mean, and not that day in general, but on, on a day like that, if you get a wave, you should be, you should be happy. So right. I didn't get anything super special, but I got a wave that I was happy with. And it's hard to catch a wave on days like that. It's a lot right. of good surfers. Waves are super huge. Yeah. So just getting one like feels pretty good. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh man, I bet. So then that's 2018, 19, and the contest, Mavericks contest, got called off. Yeah. You've been basically an invitee to that for a while now yeah I mean, how yeah. many you've That's been crazy. like on the list or something like i was for how long, how many years now i think this was the third yeah of being like if it ran i would have gotten to do it right right um and then so yeah this is the third and never ran looks like it's canceled for next year Did you yeah see that? i saw that yeah yeah so it's it would be you know it's kind of a bummer it would have been cool to do that right sure. right but especially growing up in santa cruz the amount of people that we grew up walking, yeah. you know surfing the lane with yeah, who man. were doing it it would it's kind of like a you know historical part of for sure. this area for surfing you super know? historical yeah so just to do it once would be pretty cool. yeah. yeah so to get to the point where and there's a lot of guys who are surfing in and girls who are yeah. ripping and to get to the point where you're invited to be a contestant you know next to names like Jamie Mitchells and other guys who are all over the world doing crazy stuff what was your how did you get that point you know I mean maybe we just start from this from scratch and like you know start your progression into big waves to the point where this guy said Pat you need to be in the contest with us I don't know I honestly was kind of surprised when <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't know <laughs> Um, yeah, I was a little surprised and nervous. I mean, it hasn't happened, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I can surf like these guys or next to these guys, you know? But, uh, yeah, it took a while. I think it took me, like, four years of putting, like, serious effort in of, like, not catching or making a wave out there. Really? Yeah, the first, I I first went out when I was, like, 17 with a couple, with my sister, my friend Kyle Alrek, and just... We had a pretty like memorable day. That was cool, but we all got worse. Yeah, and then that was the start of four years of kind of like paddling out and totally wussing out and just paddling mm-hmm. in with you know tail between the legs. Yeah, super bummed or trying and just kind of getting smoked. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was right. Like, every once in a while, it was kind of one or the other. So it took a while. This is going to be year like 11 for me. So it was wow. a super slow 
yeah. super slow progression of just until feeling like I could I could kind of do where to sit and which waves were were good and which waves were probably not a good call. And, right, right. Yeah. So just the learning curve took a while, which is probably the yeah. right way to do it. Talking to like guys like Tyler and you know Zach and others. So then, so let's say sort of four years of just kind of learning. Yeah. At some point, then you kind of got it dialed. Not dialed. You started figuring it out. Yeah. Getting more comfortable, getting waves. You're like, well, I had a session with five waves, and you had a session with ten waves, and you're out there for four hours, and you know the whole. And you start basically evolving greater and greater. You know. So at, you did that, and then that kind of put you on a different level because at some point you were like, you're getting a lot of waves and getting good waves to a point where people were taking notice and inter- inviting you to be in a contest. So take us from the point of like, hey, I, I think I kind of, I can go out here now and get some waves to a few years later where you're actually being invited. Like, what was that like? Was it just you're going bigger, going harder? Like, how did that all come to be? Um, well, it's always been fun. Even when you're, you know, even when it's just such a challenge, like the first few years, you couldn't even do it. Such a challenge is still fun. But once you start getting the confidence to get waves, it starts getting really fun. Yeah. So you kind of just, it kind of just snowballs mm. and you see it with a lot of people whether once they kind of click. Yeah. Like I saw that with like Aloe this right. year, where there's a few days where it kind of clicked. You saw it. And he was just wave after wave after wave. That's and it's cool. just like the funnest thing ever. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like starts getting, getting fun. You start getting more and more comfortable and then guys come, you know, the locals are really good and then you get the people coming from all over the world that are really good yeah. and just committed to getting good waves so like if you're out there for a few hours on a good day you'll end up yeah. kind of getting egged into you know psyching right. yourself up to get like you know yeah. get a big one and then right. eventually you know you do yeah. yeah so during that transition of just learning your evolution like a lot of times there's like um, influences in the water that help you Guys who know it older than you, the older crew who are either heckling you enough to get you to yeah. go for it or just like, you know, helping you out, you know. So were there influences, good or bad, in the water during those times, maybe positive ones, who like kind of helped mentor you-ish, you know, in the water? Yeah, I think I think my sister for sure was probably like the biggest. Like she was, we're pretty close in age, but she's always yeah. been more mature and she's like leagues ahead of me surfing when we were younger. And yeah. And uh, she had probably more people coming to her with mm. with uh, kind of mentoring and tips and stuff. And so she was always just feeding me all that stuff. And, wow. Um, and we pretty much surf, at least, out, you know, we surf most days together. But out there, we pretty much go up together every time. And, yeah. And just kind of learn the ropes. We're only 18 months apart. So. Right. Yeah. That was, that's been pretty fun. That's pretty um, amazingly special. Like, I don't know... I'm not like a surf like lead like lore or a storing guy, but like a brother sister combo, big waves. Got to be that might be unique for you guys being that you know duo with brother sister and big waves. You know that's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, it's been cool. I mean, I would know. Any, I've been following my sister around forever, so yeah, <laughs> yeah really don't really know any different. But so yeah. first session with her at Mavericks. Take us through that. What was it like? Uh, that come was down. cool that was me and she had moved out and she was actually living with Duke Brower like sleeping on his couch and homeschooling and just being being able to surf every day um, so I was surfing a lot with my buddy from Scotts Valley Kyle Ulrich and we were trying to surf Middle Peak whenever it was big and yeah. Swift Street and, and all the waves around town and, and um, we were kind of getting curious about Mavericks and 
the Gerhards had taken Savannah out the year before. Um, so she kind of knew, knew how to get out there and just the simple stuff, even just where to park. And yeah, all that. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. Know the I mean? basics. Like, yeah. Stuff that we knew, we didn't know anything. Right. So we, uh, we sold her on it and then jammed up there. I think we missed school or it was a weekend or something. So you told her, Hey, I want to go. And like, she's like, yeah, no. we both, like, we both did. You're, like, oh, you're hammering her. And she's like, fine, you come with me. I don't think it was, out. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't too okay. hard. To yeah, 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 like, yeah, she, fine, was, yeah. she was pretty game. Okay. Yeah. So we go up uh, real early and we're just going to sit on the bluff and watch and then maybe go out. That was kind of what we told yeah. ourselves. Um, so we get there and it's, um, it's Mike Dillery, Zach and Jake Warmhout, first guys there. And we start walking. What are you guys doing? We're walking on the trail. We're like, no, don't look out. It's suit up. And we're just torn. Like, we really don't <laughs> want to go suit, suit up. But no way. Those guys are, you know, heroes. And they're telling us to do something. So we're like, ah, oh, we just kind okay. of like awkwardly went walk back and like got our stuff on and walked down. And we're like, we've got these like thin, narrow eight sixes. And my sister's <laughs> got this like kind of funky nine oh. And we get on the beach and they just start stretching yeah and i think i got like a little i got uncomfortable i was like guys we just got to paddle out we just, just got to go know, quit thinking like felt like a vomit or something we were pretty clueless <laughs> and followed them out we kind of just saw where they went and kind of followed them out around mushroom rock and got out there pretty easy it was a really good day actually it was glassy kind of mid-sized mavericks and yeah the crowd wasn't too bad early we watched them and and others get a bunch of great waves and looked kind of approachable and we just kind of slowly inched over i think savannah and i both got worked catching a wave kyle like got con side or something like we we kind of yard sailed it but yeah. <laughs> like, all made it and uh yeah we were, we were pretty stoked we got yeah. back to the car kind of not really believing that we just went out and yeah and surfed and then that was kind of the the start of not really very successful right, <laughs> surfing that way right. for a while. But you're ready to go do it again. But yeah, we we're stoked. Yeah, you weren't like turned off, like we're out of here, I'm not coming back. No, yeah, we were stoked. Yeah, that's cool. rad. So like, I'm tri- Like, I'm curious, like, do you, have you ever, I'm sure you have, um, like your parents' perspective. Here parents are. The two kids are going to go surf this, like, legitimately gnarly place where, you know, it's not safe in general. Like, do you remember, did you have a conversation with your folks at all? Like, Either like, hey, I'm going up with Savannah tomorrow, and they're like, no, don't do it. Or afterwards, like, hey, I went up with Savannah and surf Mavs, and they're like, what? Like, how was your parents' reaction? Because both their kids in the water at Mavericks, like, that's a unique thing. I think they were pretty cool. They were, I mean, well, they're super supportive. They're super cool. Oh, My rad. mom like took us up there a few times, and her, you know, and um, uh, they, you know, we we didn't grow up as like a surfing family. My my mom learned the same time we did. Yeah. So I think just a little bit of ignorance was probably right. Good. Like, oh, cool! You go surfing, and most of the time it goes goes well. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Cool. But I can see that, like going up with Aloe the first few times, you could see. Yeah. You could see his mom's a little nervous. And, right. Who yeah. knows what that actually means up there? My mom might have been a little more nervous than she let on to. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, so so you basically you're went up and your introduction to, to Mavs was your sister and then there's other people around you like the Gerhards etc and then over time like you established yourself and your own knowledge and everything and how cool is it like I don't know just like in general to have started with your sister and then you still to this day I mean she's might not be surfing this this winter she probably will she's having a baby soon with Tyler and everything yeah. but yeah you know just just the the kind of being in big wave situation pretty gnarly hairy stuff 
I bet sometimes like how how did that kind of pull you guys together as like a brother and sister like yeah sounds... Savannah's Savannah's uh, she she's just gnarly she's yeah was, we've all seen her get like great waves but also just get super worked and she's one of those like mentally yeah like we were talking about like mentally super tough yeah people. pops up and like ready to do it again she's ready to do yeah. yeah yeah so I mean I was kind of like always following her around which I'd be worried for her, but she kind of seemed like yeah like nothing could go wrong she's right. had some like that story Tyler I was listening to Tyler's podcast yeah. where she had like a three wave hold down yeah. spit out like north and she came out and like didn't really talk to us about it yeah like she, it rattled her but she didn't really she like finished the session dude and just surfed with us and didn't make it you know anything of yeah, it yeah like hey so yeah it's, it's cool it was for the most part it, it's just all good yeah, yeah. Dude. She's, she's, uh, I mean, yeah, tons of stories. Ton, there's so many are like, yeah, it's just what we do. Yeah. Now that, that's sick, man. That's so, super rad. Yeah. So then in general, I mean, like you've been out there, you said for 11 years and there was like this, again, me not being like this Mavericks expert, but a lot of towing, like a lot, a lot of towing for a while. Right. And then it kind of renaissanced back into paddling more. And then these big gigantic days pop up and the tow boards come out and it's kind of cool. And you've been through all of that. So like you yourself with your own progression, like were you ever like super tow, like, oh, it's, oh, or were you always kind of balancing both or were you just more paddling or like over the years, like, I don't know, how'd that go for you? We kind of missed the tow stuff. I think the first year when I was like 2008. Yeah, we kind of missed the tow stuff actually. If anything, oh, really? it kind of feels like it's popping up again. Yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember there really being tow kind of all tow days until uh, that, year, that day this last year when people kind of came out of the woodworks right. thinking it was going to be too, you know, they were saying it was going to be, there's crazy you know, numbers going around how big it was going to be. Right, right. Tow guys came out of the woodworks and then they did all morning, but that was kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. So towing was never like a big, gigantic like focus for you? I've never done it. Oh. Even yeah. that, that, that day you didn't tow? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, sitting on the ski with Aloe, and I was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to wave?" He's like, "I don't know, not really. I, I didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Like, what's? Well, I don't know. It's just pretty, never turned you on, kind of. It or? looks really cool. I yeah. mean, I think it just almost seems too easy to get into like a scary spot. You're like, know. "Ooh, how, like Tyler, how did I end up here?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like, it's yeah. not badass, but it's, right. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. It hasn't it hasn't clicked for me yet? But yeah. maybe one of these days. What about the left? Uh, yeah. It's, it's cool. I mean, guys make it look easy. Have you gone? And then, yeah, I tried. I've always kind of tried to just get little ones and feel it out. Yeah. It's tough. On a 10-foot really? board, it just feels awkward. And the bottom turning backside is, yeah. feels awkward. We don't. We never get left in Santa Cruz. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the only way to practice yeah. is like middle peak, which, you know, can be kind of yeah. steep-ish, but like not the same yeah. level of steepness. So I tell myself I'm going to try every year, and then it's usually a pass by the time, <laughs> the time you're out there. No, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy what uh, guys were surfing it, like, making it look easy this year. Really? Least, maybe not easy, but, but they, were, guys were going they for were surfing it very successfully. Yeah, they were getting barreled and, and getting a high wave count, and it was pretty cool to see. Wow. Makes you think it's a good idea. So yeah. Like, we'll it's see. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like, I remember, it's like an analogy of, like, uh, there was some really weird, shitty, like, 
surf contest at Ocean Beach. And I remember it was like a Kelly Slater level. Like Kelly Slater came to surf Ocean Beach. But it was like yeah. windy yeah. shit slop. Like okay. you wouldn't even look at it. Like yeah. you could probably make the waves look good. I'd be like, dude, I'm not even going out. Yeah. And you see him surfing it, you're like, dude, it looks so killer out there. <laughs> That's pretty good. These guys are going out and they're like, couldn't even touch it because you, know, you got to have like a certain caliber. I can imagine the left and Mavericks. Like you see a, somebody who's at that level doing it and succeeding, you're like, dude, pfft. You can do that you know like yeah. sometimes you think you could do things because other people can yeah you watch a video it's a little different when you get there it's, yeah. it's pretty it moves pretty quick yeah so how about porto so mavericks you've been there for 11 years you're still strong there you were invited to the contest this year got canceled or to, sorry 2018 19 didn't run who knows what's going to happen next year but where else i mean other big wave spots like porto you know which i've never been to never seen i've just heard stories and tales of like heaviness you know like you've been there a few times with your sister too right and tyler i think yeah that was that was a cool that's it's been years now um maybe like my late teens early 20s yeah would would kind of just save up all year and just try and go for like six weeks or it's it costs about the same as striking a swell to just go hang out right for like a month or two um, and my sister was hanging out for like, I think one time she did like three or four months or something. Whoa. Like she was just hanging out there. Wow. Um, so I was kind of trying to do the same thing, but usually, usually couldn't really string together. Yeah. We're eating beans and rice. You're right. Getting, You're like, dude, I'm over this. Like, I'm already too skinny. We're getting <laughs> yeah. weird looking down there. And, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for just like, oh wait, on any given day, it's, you know, we weren't at that time period, no one wore leashes. So you're just really? getting in incredible shape and really good at just navigating. Like, Why was nobody the, wearing leashes? It was like sort of like a false logic safety thing. Really? Like you fall and your board's less likely to hit you. Oh. Because, you know, it's, uh, a leash yeah. just kind of keeps it close. Right. But then if you, you know, if you do get hit by your board, then you're not connected to anything. So it's a little yep. more dangerous to not have one probably. Right. But that being just the way things were, you were getting up early and you got caught inside you're going for a long swim and oh, shit um you're just kind of like by default and kind of in tune and good shape and yeah trying to you know level surfing there's high so it's right. like a special few years doing that i haven't been back but wow I'd love to i always encourage like younger kids just to go do that because you're guaranteed to get super worked yeah yeah <laughs> and you're guaranteed to like get an opportunity to get like a big barrel Sick whether you one. make it or not you're gonna get like a cool yeah. moment you know right Right. Yeah. So there's no such thing as like a one hour session down there because you might you yeah. might paddle out and lose your board and then an hour later get it and be like without a leash, it's, you know. You could. I'm sure people. Yeah. Have, yeah. You know, sometimes if you get away, that's that's a good yeah. enough way. You channel. might just go back to the beach and yeah. get some coffee. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. It it can take all morning to get like one good one. It's you just surf that summer like that. You get up and kind of in the dark and then it blows out at like ten or eleven. Right. So yeah, you're done. You're done after yep. that. Yep. So one other thing too, and uh, that I'm curious about. So we're talking about like big wave surfing, and there's another aspect of your surfing which is just shortboarding, not big waves. And you have a lot of success doing that. You won the Scholastic Surf, oh yeah, league in California, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. a legit thing. And you know it's interesting. I had a conversation with again back to Connor Oil, you know, because I, I really love to watch him surf. I haven't seen him surf in lane for a long time, but riding big waves well and riding small waves well are like two different sports almost. You know, very different in a lot of ways. 
you're yeah. still surfing, but it's a totally different dynamic, you know, and everything. But I mean, for you to win the, this California Scholastic Surf League is a pretty big thing, you know. And so, talk about that, like early on in your high school years of shortboarding before you went into like more focused on the big wave stuff. Um, I just like surfing in general. Yeah, like the big wave stuff's more like proximity. If we didn't grow, if it wasn't in, you know, 45 minutes away, yeah, might not been, you know, be a thing because yep. it kind of, it almost kind of a bummer every time you leave santa cruz to go surf somewhere like mavericks you're you're missing out on the best days down here yeah um not complaining (laughs) right but yeah but yeah just we got into you know we grew up in scotts valley and we got into surfing around kind of junior high and we had a surf league up there so we actually had quite a few like pretty good surfers and and so that was fun it was like a team team vibe um, Scotts Valley is definitely the wild card versus like Santa yeah. Cruz and SoCal and Aptos and right. like Half Moon Bay as a team. That was cool. So we'd go down every year to do that contest in Oceanside and it was just like just a fun trip. Pile everyone in the yeah. van and yeah, just, just cruising with your friends for, for the weekend. And all the schools all had the same hotel. So it was just like yeah, a fun annual fun. trip. And it was, the, I mean, it was by no means like the best surfers in California yeah doing it but it was still like a lot of heats yeah still and then legit. to kind of end like doing that scholastic thing the four years with that it was like a cool like win for our crew kind of thing yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. we were definitely the outliers as like a an inland team oh, for sure. you know what I mean yeah. so yeah and how it was, was that like it was fun yeah uh, yeah no that's that's cool because I mean how was that because like I'm thinking I'm trying to date when you were like let's say 15-ish, what year was that? 05, 2005, yeah. And here you are, like a Scotts Valley kid. Yeah. For folks listening, Scotts Valley, it's part of Santa Cruz, just like like Capitola is part of Santa Cruz. Yeah, but it just happens to be five minutes inland. And there's this perception of the Santa Cruz being like the west side and the east side. Yeah. And that's all. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot more, you know, including Scotts Valley, you know. But for you as a young guy, even with your sister too or whatever, coming to surfing, like trying to, you know, you got to, you gotta surf. You gotta be in the lineup. You gotta be part of it, and not being like a kid who's grown up on either east side or west side, or went to the middle schools or the height, you know, all that stuff. Like, was it kind of eggy for you, or was it fine, or like, how did that go? Uh, like being younger, you probably like it. Probably felt more intimidating. Or I don't know. I mean, those kind of years too were like definitely more intimidating. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Like yeah, uh, they were early 2000s. Yeah, it was much more. It was, it was a little different than it is today. Yeah. So like being at that age, it felt like super intimidating. It definitely felt like mm-hmm. kind of an outsider. But at the same time, like there's you know you're just you're just making friends and yeah, kind of like. I think I was probably still, like, in high school, I was probably still, like, 6'3". It probably looked like I was, like, just an awkward, like, 23-year-old or something. People would stay away because you're pretty big. No, but I was, like, 150 pounds (laughs) or something, so I was just kind of, like, yeah, I was just, like, an awkward kid. But, but no, it was good. I mean, it was was a little tough, but you kind of just make friends, get older, get through it, yeah. But when did you start surfing? How old were you? Probably, like... I don't know what's what's like fifth grade is that like 11 ish yeah like kind of started okay. so yeah. duke yeah. power opened up momentum surf shop that's right no, yeah momentum, well it's kind of more skate shop yeah and he had snow stuff and surf stuff right and we kind of just from like we got a skate park in scotch valley like yep. hanging around there we got to know them they took us surfing and my mom and no my way. sisters and i started surfing around the same time 
and then Savannah really took off with it or in junior high. Yeah. And then I kind of, at a certain point, kind of stopped playing sports and started kind of getting more into it, yeah. too. And, and uh, yeah, so like high school. Dude, that's classic. Yeah, by dude. the time we could drive, of course, it got, we got a little more into it. Before yeah. that, it was like trying to get, right. you know, our mom's get rides. driving yeah. to the beach and right. ride shares and stuff. But. Yeah, dude, that's cool. And like, again, for folks listening, Duke Brower, who's been on the podcast, yeah. who we've done like the 24 hour paddle with, just a legend in the water and a great guy in the community. That's classic. I didn't. I didn't put those two things together. His shop in Scotts Valley, momentum, and then you guys. That's classic. Yeah, yeah, wow. that was cool. That was, uh, yeah, that was cool. Learning to surf with Duke, and and like I said, Savannah ended up living with Duke for a yeah. little bit, and just he showed us. A, yeah, he showed us all. You know, pretty much got us started surfing and everything. It's pretty cool. Dude, that's way cool. So today, now, you know, here we are. 11 years at Mavs, you've been invited to be in the Mavericks contest, which hasn't yet run for three years. Hopefully, it'll happen, and you'll have a jersey on and doing it. Yeah, that'd be cool. What else, man? You just, I mean, look, you're doing Catalina Classic. You're doing Molokai. Winter's coming soon. I mean, like, what do you – any other big goals or kind of what's next the next couple of years? Anything um, awesome I don't, out there? I don't know. The, the summers was pretty uh, – it was pretty packed with all the paddling and, yeah. and training and stuff, so kind of just looking forward to surfing. And yeah. Like, I didn't, I kind of like stopped surfing the summer, so whether it's two foot lane or we get yeah. big, big days at Mavericks or wherever else. Right. So, like, no real specific yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to keep it going and get a lot of days in the water. But a guy who can, like, shortboard, who loves that, but loves, loves the big stuff. Yeah. Let's say a 12 foot at 15 seconds swell comes in or something. Yeah. And the sand's perfect at Mitchell's, you name it, wherever. And you know it's going to be just perfect six-foot barrels. Like, And you also know the Mavs going to be perfect, glassy, the right tides, the right wind, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you default to? Like, is uh, is it always the big stuff? Like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, I'm a sucker. I'll yeah. for the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's more, like, fleeting, yeah. kind of. Like, it's harder to no, find. You get to or, surf the small stuff, like, you know, even if it's not... Like you said, like perfect day somewhere. Yeah, you, can you get find to it. surf head high waves almost yeah. every day. Yeah, you can so find it. and you get to surf the big waves like once, you know, ten times a year maybe. Yeah. So just kind of get it while you can, right. and then enjoy the, you know, the south swells and the the smaller days at home all the, you know, the yeah. rest of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely a sucker and end up driving up there and missing <laughs> the good days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. One other thing too, I actually forgot to ask you about, and you mentioned um, our mutual friend Al- uh, Al- Alessandro Sliver. Yeah. And um, great family, Johnny, Christina. You spent, you spent like a lot, there's an element of you, it, you know, kind of geared towards mentorship, you know, like you took Al under your wing and you brought him out to Mavs and you believed in him, you helped him out, you just kind of mentored him in the water. And now, like you said, you saw it click. He's fledged the nest. He's left the nest kind of, you know. Um, but what was that like? Why did, why did, why did you do that? Where did that come from and from you to kind of grab this kid who you saw this potential in and kind of mentor him? It took a lot of time and energy out of you, but... You know, where did that kind of come from? I don't really remember how the first time we, like, went surfing together, which is funny, it wasn't that long ago, but yeah, I think just hanging out with, with you guys and going paddling with John a lot and yeah. then just, just yeah. like, seeing Aloe at the lane. And he's always, he's just always so stoked to surf. Yeah, frothy. He's always got all these ideas and wants to surf yeah, all these different I know, waves. I, I think it kind of just came about pretty naturally and it didn't really feel like... 
like mentor or anything. He just was yeah. stoked to serve. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. down. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, we just we kind of there's not that many people when it's like big and right. junky and weird. I want to go try and find a wave. Yeah. I mean, and then get there and and still want to go out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so yeah, he was. We kind of just we're just buddies. Yeah. I was like one of that. I'm like ten years older than him. He's like one of my best friends. Right. That's so cool. So didn't really feel like that always and I mean it was good just having every like for a while there was like every Saturday Sunday morning just someone who's like pumped yeah ready makes, to go with makes a smile sure you get yeah. up even if I stayed up a little too late yeah the night before like oh I gotta get up and get yes. <laughs> yeah peel yourself out of bed get up yeah. there and go and and that's funny now I'm getting a little older and and <laughs> yeah. like slow I'll be up early making like a you know like a smoothie and yeah. like coffee and go pick him up and I'm like did you get enough sleep last night totally. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the table's turning yeah that's but rad I mean, though I'm a huge fan and again folks listening like it's yeah. kind of a broken record I'm such a huge fan of like being able to give back you know in that case it's like you found this guy who interested in it you know and you gave him a shot at it and showed brought him up here's don't do this do this and just all that kind of stuff and gently guiding him you know i mean i think it's just just rad you know to give an opportunity to somebody who may might not otherwise have that you know yeah Uh, i I think he would you can tell when you talk to him he's been stoked on it for a while and i think he'd be yeah he didn't i mean definitely probably got him out there a little early which is cool yeah he would have ended up out there sooner or later sooner but yeah sooner or later yeah yeah would have been getting ways with him so it's been that's that's been fun and then this year he definitely like clicked as soon as we started going out there a few years ago he was getting waves and sick and going for it but this year he was just sitting super deep and getting big waves and you can tell him and Luca Padua are a little competitive but they're good buddies yeah that's that's pretty cool to see that's awesome man no that's so cool and final thing on that, like, you have a nephew coming pretty soon. Yeah. You know, you're going to be an so, uncle. Yeah. So stoked. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's due 11-11, yeah. November 11th. So yeah. I was hanging with Savannah this morning. That's and, and um, yeah, couldn't be happier. Savannah and Tyler are, like, you know, they're obviously it's my sister and brother-in-law, but super, yeah. super close with them. So right. That's cool, man. It'll be like all the best parts about having a kid without the bad parts. I'll yeah. Be, yeah. That's Uncle Pat sick. will pick him up Pat. and give him candy. And yeah. Drip <laughs> off all jacked up. That's killer. Yeah. We can't wait. Our our whole fam, you know, our whole family. So yeah. So pumped. That's sick, dude. Oh man. Well, con- yeah. Congrats on that. That's Thanks. cool. Rad. Sick thing. And. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. Too many fun things to do, huh? Yeah. Way yeah. too many. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for today, Pat, for being here, taking your time, sharing your stories and everything, and good luck this coming winter. Hopefully, it's going to be a sick one. Yeah, And, uh, dude, be safe, and thank you. Thank you. Let's get some surfing. Yeah, (laughs) rad. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening uh, to another podcast episode. Can't do it without you, and uh, so thrilled to have you here supporting uh, myself and the podcast and all the guests uh, continually always appreciate a positive um, rating on your uh, your podcast app whether it be you know Apple Podcasts iTunes Spotify you name it just helps helps grow the podcast and uh, spread awareness so thanks for that and then any uh, social media mentions always super appreciative and uh, if you know somebody who you think would be great to have on the podcast to share about their ocean life please hit me up. I'd love to chat with them. Or if you think you'd like to, let me know. Uh, Email is josh at thisoceanlife.tv. All right. Thanks, guys.